Hi, I'm Chrissy. Hi guys, I'm Marie. Welcome to We Call Bullshit. I am just your accessory. Marie. Yeah? What are we calling bullshit on today? Call bullshit on yourself. And we believe that life is way too short for shallow conversation and mediocre sex. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Welcome to We Call Bullshit. This episode is sponsored by Shop 40 Oak. Shop 40 Oak is a luxury clothing boutique located in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. You can find her at shop40oak on Instagram or shop40oak.com. Chrissy, what are we calling bullshit on today? Today, we are calling bullshit on the bombard, the changes, embracing the changes that happen during pregnancy and childbirth. Because you become a momster. <laughs> you become a momster with after you have saggy kids. titties. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. You have saggy titties, but I just don't have any. I, well, I lost all my boobs after momming hard. Well, see, so what happened to me was I had kids at what, 22 and 24? You were a child. I was a child. And I had these really fucking great 34 <laughs> double D titties that I totally took for granted because I never knew how great they were. Yeah. Until after I breastfed, you know, nine pound gabones for her freaking. Your kids were gigantic. They literally came out like three month olds, okay? That's a whole nother conversation. And but we're, what we're going to talk about is what Chrissy's vagina looks like after Well, childbirth. no, the vagina never, because <laughs> I had to have, they had to cut the kids out of me because they were kidding. just like stuck, you know, for days on end. But literally I took for granted my, my amazing Oops. boobies. Yeah. And now they're like raisins hanging onto a paper plate. I feel like it. sometimes the push-ups help a little bit, you know, like, like level late. But we have right. a surprise for you later in our box about, you know, your $35 boob job. But Nice. $13 boob job. I think I got one for a 13 but I think they're oh, like nice. $35. Got it. All right. So let's be real. Like what you look like before you have children and what you look like, your body looks like after you have children will be different. No, I, you know, they're like, oh, I can't wait to get my body back. Bitch, you're never getting your body back because you're not going back. You have to be okay with what your body is looking like post-children. And I think we need to normalize what we think is a sexy, beautiful, motherly body after kids. And we are not saying by any means, I believe it. It is not okay to let yourself go after or during your pregnancies, because ultimately we believe that you will probably feel worse about yourself. So if you've said like, oh, I'm just letting myself go. No, no, no. We're going to hopefully help you get back to not letting yourself go. But what's really important is us normalizing what our bodies look like and what people don't tell you about. (laughs) After pregnancy, after delivery, after breastfeeding, after a C-section, all of that shit, all, all well, of the shit. I, you know, like I said, I had kids so young and I didn't have sisters or really any close friends that had kids because mm-hmm. I was the first one. That ignorance was bliss for me. So now <laughs> we're going to pop the bliss bubble. Most of you listening, some of you listening are moms. So you kind of will laugh at this because you already know. But I will just reaffirm what Marie said that, you know, motherhood and childbirth absolutely changes your body, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not, it will never go back to the way that it was. But the whole excuse of like, well, I have three or four kids or whatever, because it's not so much even about how your body looks, right? It's about how you feel and being healthy and the best version of yourself for your children. And in for order for you to show up for them in the best way is just to be the healthiest version of you, you know, stretch marks and all. 
Yep. So when I, um, like pretty far back in my career, I was a personal trainer for, and my like claim to fame was training moms. And so I trained moms and I argue that I learned everything to do and not to do from the women that I trained. I was blessed to train about 40 moms in a three year time frame, literally. And I would be like, do that. Don't do that. I want to be like her. I don't want to be like her. And I like, I really paid attention. So right before I had kids and, and I was a young, I, you know, am a young mom. I was a young mom um, when I was learning all of these things. So um, I definitely had a hand up in like what the fuck was going to happen. No, I did not. When I had delivery. <laughs> so like we're going to go from pregnancy to delivery to mom bod. Like we're going the full path. So we're going to start like all the way back to ripe age of 12 when Chrissy decided to get pregnant. <laughs> well, I didn't decide. So this is the crazy part, okay? This is just how fertile murder you are at 21. So my ex-husband was deployed, okay, for an extended amount of time. I hadn't seen him in, I think, six months. And he came home for two weeks on his R&R, like, you know, on his tour of duty from Iraq. And he came home on August 16th and... I was due on May 16th, so you all do the math on that, okay? Like, so it was not planned at 21 years old. I gave birth, I believe. I was, yes, I got pregnant at 21 and gave birth at 22. Damn. Wow. That was an experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, in the same, so I have three kids, as you guys know. So I got pregnant at 24. I was on birth control. Like, I was on orthotricycline. Tri not low. No, you were on orthotricycline low. <laughs> I was on orthotricycline. I literally was like a habitual from the ripe age of 15. I was on birth control. And like the stars aligned, meaning my husband's penis and my vagina aligned. <laughs> <laughs> and like I got, <laughs> got pregnant and I was shocked. And like, so we are coming from a, a perspective of like really young really young motherhood. Um, but I do think that this really is an appropriate conversation, no matter how old you are. So what they don't tell you is having sex while you're pregnant is hilarious. So like in the beginning, like your husband or your baby daddy or whoever, like probably doesn't want to have sex with you because they don't want to poke the baby. Do you remember I, I, that? I always, that, no, I'm I like, mean, you wish we, you had that problem. Yeah, like, the, you wish. The baby, yeah. Is, I wish that you, you had, had that, that problem. problem. That goes back to that. Remember the, like, one of our episodes where you were like, shallow sex. I yeah. mean, shallow conversation. Shallow we're conversation. like, well, it's just shallow penetration. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, the baby is fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're good and don't need to worry about that. So mom bod pregnancy is like, even pregnancy sex is hilarious. And so what they tell you is when you're, when you're like nine months, you're like 39 weeks, you're so uncomfortable. You're like, literally your left leg is numb. You've been sleeping on your side with a pillow between your legs forever. You like can't even, and then like your doctor goes like, how do we get, you know, you go like, doctor, how do we get this baby out? And they're like, try sex. It's like you can either go for a walk, bounce on a wall or have sex. And I remember having this conversation with a young male like the other day. And he was like, the doctor said that I should have sex with my wife. Yeah. I'm like, fucking have sex with yeah, her. Yeah, I loved I, So I was like the one, like my hormones were, I mean, I'm always sexual, but my hormones were even higher then. And I was like 21. So I was like, yes, bring it. But mm -hmm. like at that point, it's doggy style, right? Because like right. the belly's in the way. 
or lazy sideways, which yeah. is that whole like, just let me yeah. lift my leg up and over no, while I you, <laughs> I call that lazy sideways, where you're just like super exhausted or super pregnant. Yeah, you literally the throw the leg over, yeah, you're it's just, just like, like literally happening, but you can't like get, you, you can't possibly like get to it from the, from the front I don't angle. remember, I don't think so, no, it's definitely <clears throat> Doggy, like, mostly. Definitely, yeah. So like, <laughs> look at the way you're sitting right now. You're like, I feel like you just like became a dude. <laughs> what? I'm just like, I don't know, assuming, like I'm assuming the position. Assuming the lazy sideways position. position. So um, like preg it's it's rough, right? So they're just like trying to have sex while you're pregnant is so weird. It's so uncomfortable and kind of odd for your poor baby daddy or husband or whoever like it's awkward for them because it's like they don't want to like push on you and all of the things but so you know uh, you can assume how uncomfortable it is I have a hair uh, in my eye I can I kind of see can it, you kinda, see it no if I see it I'll grab it god it's very annoying it's very distracting um but like it, it's odd so what they don't what they don't tell you is that you probably should have sex while you're pregnant because you are horny as fuck when you're pregnant because your hormones are like raging. But your poor husband or baby daddy or boyfriend, whoever is like, Ooh. so I think it goes either way. So I know men that like love pregnant women and like that's their turns thing. them on, turns yeah, them yeah. on. And then there's other men that are just like petrified or like super not turned on by it. This is probably like we need to have a guy panel on this one day mm -hmm. just about like how different men feel about like how their wives are when their wives are significant others are pregnant. But like their boobs are so big when you're like my boobs were so big when I was pregnant, like voluptuous, big, great. Yeah. Amazing. And so there's lots of pros and lots of cons. So <laughs> great. That's really like the only thing that I feel like in pregnancy was like different, you know, about my boobs got bigger, my belly got bigger. I was like, you know, yeah, whatever. I mean, so, but the sex was weird. So, like, can we talk about mostly though, like the, the after baby, or like the during? So, like, your mom, right? You're about to like give birth. So, your two options are like C-section or natural delivery. Both are terrible. And so, we were just on our wellness retreat for the traveling souls, and like half of us were moms, and the other half were like women in their twenties who, and we just had dinner, and the moms were like, remember telling horror stories, like elephantitis of the pussel region. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, afterwards, I looked down and she I was like, like nurse, nurse. And she's like, my labia was like down to my knees. <laughs> it's not so, okay. So that's what she called it, elephantitis of the pussel region. It was horrible. Like, but uh, they don't, so they're like, women who don't have kids, they're so worried, right? You're, what are you afraid of? If pooping you, on the pooping table. Pooping on the table. Everybody says They're that. so afraid of that. I'm like, bitch, that's the least of your worries. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? At that point, you're like, forget it. Just So like, the it's just like terrible. We're sorry if we're making anyone feel uncomfortable. But we're like, not sorry, that's, actually. That, we're not sorry because this is all very <laughs> <is> real, real. <laughs> of what you go through. And if you are like, this is like not okay for you, like, well, then you shouldn't have kids because that's. It is what it is. And so your partner should feel the same and all of the all of the ways. This is all very normal, natural childbirth C-section. So I remember going in and like I was very uncomfortable. Like I had I had a C-section and then two VVACs, which is vaginal birth after C-section, right? And so I had a lot of experiences, but like having my water break in one of them, having my water break in not one of them. So it's like the flush of fluid and I can tell like a really funny story story very quick is I was working at my job and I was like answering emails 
and I like I was pregnant and I was sitting on a like a normal rolly chair and I gushed liquid and I was like oh my god and I was like you know 36 weeks pregnant and I was like oh my god my water broke and so I call my girlfriend she's at work with me and I was um my friend Morgan and I literally was like you need to take me to the hospital my water broke and so she rushes me to the hospital and it's like I turned out that my water didn't break my baby just kicked my bladder and I peed my pants all <laughs> at work. And then what they don't tell you is that you continue to pee your pants after you have children until you God fix forbid your pelvic we do floor. A, yeah, God forbid <laughs> you do double unders or jump rope or sneeze or cough. You pee your pants. Or laugh too much. Laugh too much. God, you pee your pants. So um, this is all the premise of like, oh, this shit happens. And so I have had re- – I'm very lucky to have had every experience C-section – water breaking, not water breaking, um, epidural, all of that stuff. And so we're not going to go any probably deeper into like pregnancy delivery situations, but it's the post <laughs> that really we want to uh, talk about. And then the body started. Yeah. The body that comes after the most amazing thing in life is birthing a child. Like you are super, you are a superwoman. You are a superhero. That is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life was deliver my children. I felt like the most amazing person in the entire world. Like after, like, like, and I know women who are listening to this right now who are mothers. It's like, you remember that moment when you. Like first laid eyes on your baby. On your baby. I have goosebumps. I remember like Riley being, I had a C-section with Riley and getting pulled out, um, and seeing her for the first time, I was changed from a 25-year-old girl to a 25-year-old mom. And, like, my world at that moment would never be the same emotionally, mentally, physically, all of the things. It was thrown out the window, and I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're having babies at 18 or 50. You are a changed person. Yeah, motherhood is just when so all-consuming just changes you in every way. And I always say, I don't know what it's like to be an adult without being a mother. Like for me, they just go hand in hand because I became a mom at 22. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her and I grew up together. And it has just been this all-consuming thing where, you know, your decisions, the way you live your life, like... Everything. Everything is around this this baby. Yeah. You know, it's just... But to meet your child for the first time is just... And all the physical things that come with it is so worth it. And so I remember being young and I didn't want to have a C-section because I didn't want to have the C-section scar. Like how vain. I look at that scar to this day and it's like, it's my Riley scar. Like I wouldn't, I I never want it to go away. But, you know, it was beautiful. Like the best. And I look at it every day and I, I will feel it and it's there and it's special and it fucking hurt, it's and it's still, fucking ugly. Is yours still, and like, numb a little? Yeah, where, like, it has that like, weird feeling. It's that weird feeling where, like, you could feel like somebody's touching it, but you don't really know because it's just, like, bizarre. And then the whole concept of the C-section, right? Like, if I could go back now, I would do my birth very differently, but obviously they are experiences. And so when you have a C-section, if you've had one, you know, that whole bizarre out-of-body experience of them pulling the baby out and the pressure. Like, it's so weird. 
I think my face is going to stay. Because you don't forever. really like feel it, so to speak, <sighs> in pain wise, but you feel this enormous amount of pre enormous amount of pressure, and then all of a sudden, there's this baby. <laughs> so Chrissy and I were both allergic to the oh, epidural. My God. So a couple things will retract. They don't tell you these things. Is you can be allergic <sighs> to the epidural, guys. I was uh, I was recovering. Chrissy the same weirdly. <laughs> I was I would fall asleep because I was like trauma. My body um, sleeps when it had when I have trauma, um, so I slept. I was I fell asleep, but then I would wake up in this immense and like Chrissy says, like it felt like bugs, bugs. crawling Ugh. up your skin. I was ripping my face off because I was allergic to the epidural, but I was more allergic to the contractions, yeah. <laughs> and I was more allergic to the slice that was yeah. going to happen on my belly, but I was literally itching my face off like a psycho. Like, I have scratches, scratches. all down my face. all the face. pictures, oh, I have scratches. My, my God, sister -in -law, I still have itches now. I know. I'm my like, sister-in-law came to visit, and she had the big fake nails, and I was like, all I want is for you to just drag your nails, like, up and down my body as hard as you can. So all was, you bitches who aren't not allergic to the epidural. Oh, Good for you. God, I mean, I have <laughs> scratches in all of my pictures just everywhere because I just was so freaking itchy. itchy. Horrible. It was awful. So, um, but yeah, we digress to back to how amazing childbirth <laughs> is and it's phenomenal and how lucky we are to be living in 2023 when the medical system has figured it all out and everything is perfect and you drive to the hospital and you birth a child in a one hour and then the next day you go home and then there's no support. <laughs> and and there's no they support. fail mothers miserably. Oh my god! On postpartum, and yeah. it is such a real. My friend thing. is a. Um, she's going to school right now to be a breast, um, a breastfeeding specialist, or a what are they called? Sorry, Brit. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I forget. But like the, you know, so literally. Oh, right? nurse. Uh, they, uh, a, I don't know. I a wet a, nurse. No. A, I, no. A wet nurse? Uh, there's a, what is a wet nurse? I know I there's know, a thing. A I don't wet know. nurse? But it's Chrissy. A, a wet nurse is like back in the day when people would just keep birthing ch children and then other people's baby would breastfeed oh, from their boob. I don't know. Boob. That's why I'm like. I, I like... would have been a wet nurse because I'm a fertile myrtle. You, you would have been. would have been. I was a breastfeeding queen. Me too. I, would be like, I was like a cow. Pump it out nine ounces on the right and three ounces I was on like, the left. But same. I was still so I was a cow, but my kids were so damn big. It didn't matter how much I pumped. They just No, they're not wet nurses they're whatever um, i'm like what's a breastfeeding specialist anyway so what i was saying is so that's a real thing is like you know i think about like when you go you you get a puppy like i'm not comparing the two you'll see what i'm saying and they're like you know this 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 and this like i feel like they prepare you better to send a dog home with you than they do like a child i mean for real like so here we are 22 and 26 what were we 27 like leaving the hospital yeah. is, you know with this baby and like i will say my ex-husband is such a natural with children like Mm -hmm. I mean, where, like, he was just amazing at, like, changing diapers and just, like, you know, consoling mm -hmm. our daughter and all the things. So I'm super grateful for his help. But they don't prepare you for, like, the major drop in estrogen and progesterone yeah. that happens. They don't, they don't, you know, prepare you for, the prepare you for like, what's actually going to happen. And they certainly do not prepare you for the first time you pump. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, like, ingrained in my memory the first time. So first of all, I had a C-section. And it was atrocious. I mean, I couldn't even, like, stand up because every time I felt like my abs were just going to, like, rip open. Yeah. So my ex-husband is, like, you know, changing the baby. And I'm just, like, so we get hooked up to the pump. Oh, my God, the pump. And, like, it starts. And then all of a sudden your nipple is, like, six inches long, you know, through the... 
And you're like, oh my God. And then I just start laughing so hard that like it would hurt so bad because my C-section, but it was like, and I was like, I am just never going to be the same. Like, and before, like, you're, I mean, before, I couldn't even get naked in the locker room, let alone have my boob whipped out, like, to, like, breastfeed or to pump or anything like that. And so, you know, we make fun of women who are older that, like, walk around naked in the locker room. Like, I'm quickly becoming that woman because I'm just, like, I've birthed three children. Like, being naked is very normal, so I'm just going to do me. But in the beginning, you're so embarrassed, you're so covered. You're so nervous that someone's going to look at you. And, like, I call bullshit on not being able to breastfeed your child in public. Like, that is, every, like, how you have to cover yourself. And it's so hard in general to even get them to, like, latch and figure this all out. And then all of a sudden you're also feeling self-conscious about someone judging you that you're breastfeeding or feeding your child in public. It's so complicated. And you're you're already, like you know, not feeling good about yourself. You have stretch marks. Your stomach is not okay. And like all of your boobs are huge and it's weird. You're bleeding. You're bleeding for weeks. You got hemorrhoids. (laughs) Like it's horrible. We also forgot to talk about the whole mesh panty situation. Oh God. So when you were in the hospital and afterwards they give you these (laughs) mesh panties all the dads with, out there are like the dads uh, are like yes i know exactly what you're talking I know about those. and so they're the mesh panties and they put this enormous pad like the biggest pad you've ever seen in your life in there right and then like if that's not mortifying enough the mesh panty situation is that for me like i had the c-section and like moving was hard for me and so i remember they would come in like every couple hours and like pull it down and then use the the oh my god the squishy thing the thing bottle. i think i still have it in my kitchen and they I would think like, I like I think I, that's how I flavor my turkey. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and they would, like, you know, the water <laughs> would just to like cleanse all the blood in the freaking mesh panties, and then they would give you new mesh panties, it's and it was like, it's horrible. But then there's this my beautiful kids. baby. I love my kids sucking on your this titty, is great. like you know. I love it. Nothing of yours is ever yours ever yeah. again, it, and including your body. That's what right. I mean. Your so, body is like never like, yours ever again. So there's obviously like so much we can talk about here and like it's great. Um, but your body will never be the same. Your boobs, your hips, your hips, <laughs> your stomach. My belly button, Chrissy thinks my belly button's cute. Oh, it's adorable. It's the You're cutest. It's like so, an innie outie. I know, but like I used to have an innie. Well, it's so cute. Great. I'm so glad you, th- I'm so self-conscious about it. Why? I don't know because it's one of the things. Like it's just one of the things. And like, I don't know if I'll ever be comfortable. I'm like in my head, I'm like, do I go to get surgery to like fix my belly button? But like I've birthed three children. So like, no, Marie, you don't, you don't do that because my body is beautiful for how I just birthed three children. And I have this amazing, great, like my body is a representation of what it's like to be a, a mother. And I think we're so hard on ourselves so often that it's like we judge ourselves so hard because we think and we we compare ourselves to the younger version of ourselves. We compare ourselves to this version that's unrealistic and it's not fair. You have more wisdom, more experience, and more life being a mother. And that's beautiful. And it's okay. And I think we need to start to figure out how to empower women and empower men to 
also embrace that body and that vision and change the way what what we think beautiful is based off of the um, life that we have lived. Right. And your body is is a symbol of, you know, how you work out, what you eat, how many kids you've birthed. Like, it's all part of it. Same thing with your scars. Like, I've had tons of surgeries. Like, my scars tell stories, right? Mm-hmm. Where I've had stitches tell stories, you know, my stretch marks, my C-section scar, my boobs. Like, they all tell a story to me. And honestly, like, at the end of my life, I'm totally fine. Yeah. With, and we were talking about this the other, like, on our on our retreat mm-hmm. was, you know, my laugh lines don't bother me because I feel like it's such a life worth lived. Like, I love that. Like, it's something about me that I've just kind of come to embrace because I'm like, you know what? I'm happy that I'm most of the time smiling and laughing and making other people laugh. And if the laugh lines come along with it, then, like, that's just part of who I am. Yeah, I love that. And that's especially because we spend so much time looking in the mirror, thinking about what we can change instead of embracing what we have because we've what we've been through. Like, I can't believe the 24-year-old version of myself was afraid of having a scar. I would never want that to go away. I love my scar. And I don't know. Like, yes, can we can we feel down about ourselves and do something about it? Like eating healthier. Mm-hmm. Like working out. Like getting lotions now that help tighten up our skins. Like making sure we get enough sunlight to make sure that we're, you know, tan and beautiful or whatever you're into or, you know, I don't know. But whatever makes you feel the best version of yourself with what you've got Mm. and not wanting to change it and not being embarrassed by it. I'm not done yet, but... I'm just getting ready. I love accessories that make us feel good so it's all about the clothes that you wear Mm -hmm. it's all about the you know the lifestyle that you choose in which embraces what your body looks like now and so there are obviously things that everyone can do male and female to make this a more acceptable kind of situation and topic of conversation rather than just being feeling shitty about it so like Chrissy do you feel like you you know, wear certain clothes based off of the body that you're now in that will make you look better than clothes that you would be wearing if you didn't have the body that you had. You know, like, yeah. you pick wisely. Of course, you pick wisely. And obviously things to accentuate, like, you know, I have never had, like, and, and I'm not judging anybody that has, but I have never, like, had Botox. I've never had anything done, like, as far as, like, cosmetically to myself at all. Um, and that's just how I am. And, you know, I'm, I just work with what I got. But having said that, obviously, things that are out there to, like, accentuate what I have, of course, I want to look and feel my best. I mean, I work really hard for my body. And it's not easy for me to, like, maintain, like, a, you know, weights. and it's, it's hard for me. It's a lot of work based on my body type. So we have something in the box today that will help you. I call it, like, my $13 boob job. <laughs> That's what I call it. Um, A friend of ours has like a great body and she hasn't had kids yet, but I really thought that she had fake titties. And I was like, (laughs) then she's like, no, I just have a really great bra. And I was like, what bra do you speak of? (laughs) Like, what is the magical? What is this? You need to tell me what it is. So in our box today, we have. Oh my God, it's hot pink. Yeah, because it was $13. It was hot pink. You know, like, they never put the good colors on sale. I know. What do you wear that under? Anything except white. 
Wow. But it's right. leopard for you. I know. I love it. Wow, your boobs are so big. Well, I do have big boobs, but they're not a... Uh, these make it. Oh my it God, your vibrant, the vush is still yeah, in the I box. Yeah, I never took it out. That just goes to show you I haven't had any alone time lately. I mean, <laughs> I might need to bush it out later. All right, so this is the Wear Everywhere. Cute. Push-up bra from Victoria's Secret. Damn. And it's pink. There's some padding in it. More so than the padding, though, is the lift. Okay. So, so why, what's, okay, so mom bod, why is this important? Because obviously after you have children, whether you breastfeed or not, the changes in your boobs, right? They go from big to small or small to big or firm, all of the things, firm, firm or not, whatever. Firm, yeah. So this will just help give you a nice lift and also not necessarily make them appear larger, but just give you a really nice lift. And then it really does look like you have some $13 boob job. <laughs> I think we need to put it on Marie for like... <laughs> my boobs would never my boobs would never oh well if we got one in your size marie i'm pretty sure i know fine. but i'm just trying to see how it would look oh my god i can't <laughs> okay it fits a little bit better all right, all right exactly but i have a i have a bra on an, an, and, and a, a sweatshirt, sweatshirt on and but anyway, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still like finding. That's some like place. my magic bra. When I like ne really need to bring out Anastasia and feel sexy, I bring out the right the so, push-up bra from wow. Victoria's Secret. This Pink. is great. It's a great bra. Okay. Really. So what? <laughs> so <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> so what's in our box is making sure you got a fucking good bra to support your saggy yeah, ass like, boobs. Yeah, like go spend some money go on yourself and get some good spend $13 on this. What is this bra called? It's the Victoria's Secret okay. Wear Everywhere Push-Up Bra. Okay, so it's very smooth, which I really like. So if you're feeling like, ooh, like your boobs, you got to like over-the-shoulder boulder holder. <laughs> Remember that? That's from Beaches. Like Bette Midler. Uh, time like, and a knot. Can time and a knot. When you throw them on your shoulder. Right? Get yourself some good clothes, clothes. bras that make you feel Great. Confident. Feel confident. Feel supported. Literally, physically, emotionally. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so do yourself a favor. You can do things that, you know, your your mom bod doesn't have to, you don't have to feel alone and to the point where you're just like, I can't combat this. Like things are going to happen to your body that you're not going to enjoy. My belly button, the C-section scar, like the wideness of my hips, like the pants that I wore before my, you know, before my kids versus thank God the mom jeans are back and they're called mom jeans for a reason because yeah, they're cute Please don't bring hell. back low-rise jeans ever. Ever. Please. You know, like it, and that's okay. And I, I really encourage everybody who is not a mom, a male, a dad, a whatever to not be so ashamed of not being perfect like you are perfect just the way you are you are you have a specific body type like we talk about this a lot like we're mesomorphs right we're, we have a specific body type I will never be five seven and lanky and lanky <laughs> it just won't happen for me and I am okay with that and trust me it's taken me a lot of time but I've really and I I really feel like I'm like do I feel better would I feel any different or better if I looked a certain way 
Probably not. So I wear makeup that feels good on my face. I get extensions because my hair was a train wreck and then I fixed. Your hair falls out after, you know, being pregnant. Like all of those things will happen and they are a product of something beautiful. And if you are self-conscious about your body, we got to fix that. You have to fix your, fix your mindset. And I would argue is start embracing the things that you love about yourself. Pick something right now. What is your favorite quality about yourself, Chrissy? What is it? My butt. Other than your personality. Okay, your ass. Yeah. You, gotta, you do have a really good ass. So like, do it's you bootyful. wear- It's bootyful. It's <laughs> bootyful. It is bootyful. So like you probably enhance that by wearing proper jeans, right? Yep. You're like really I'm embracing. very picky, like not how my jeans fit my waist, how my jeans fit my butt. <laughs> yeah, it's really important yeah. because if you wear stuff that makes you kind of look and feel like crap, you're going to look and feel, feel like, like crap. crap. And so you can make like a baggy sweatshirt or and leggings or whatever we're wearing, like be cute. But I would argue that it's all your perception, it's all the way in what you tell yourself when you look in the mirror and shit is going to go sideways. Gravity, it's going to drop. Your body is going to be different and that is completely okay. And we need to start embracing that version of motherhood and about what our body looks like rather than trying to change everything. So if you are feeling like your skin is loose, like get some cream that maybe will help you like tighten your skin. If you feel like you... Well, like, go strength train, right? Like fill your muscles up so you feel leaner and all of those things that, you know, that make you feel better and eating the right way, making sure you're drinking enough water, all of those things are going to help a certain feeling that you're having when you look in the mirror or when you look at yourself naked. Yeah. Your vagina hopefully will go back <laughs> if you didn't uh, have an episiotomy and like maybe, but shit happens sometimes. If you haven't looked at your vagina in a while, I encourage you to look at your vagina. Pull out that mirror and just... We do the same thing at the same time. <laughs> Look at it. Look at your vagina. Talk to it. Speak life into it. <laughs> it's all right. Like they talk about like sex after pregnancy and you're like, oh my God, is my vagina going to look the same? Like, yes, it's fine. And if it doesn't, it's not going to look that different. I mean, it is what it is. Like you're not, unless you're getting like vagina reconstruction surgery. Which is a thing. Which is a thing. Then like chances are like it is what it is and that's okay. And like, don't be self-conscious about it. You know, your body is your body. It You earned that body. You earned those stretch marks. You earned those scars. And when you look at your kids, you could be proud because you've done something amazing. And stop hating on yourself so much. Do the things that make you feel good. Exercise. Get enough sunlight. Drink enough water. Eat clean. And you're going to feel better about yourself. Buy clothes that make you feel good. And surround yourself with women who also feel like that. Right, And if you're the one who's feeling good about it, go up to another mom or go up to another woman that's not feeling great about them and give them a compliment. Like, it's great. Like, it, it, we need to be leveling yeah, just up like, everybody. I like your hair. I like your shoes. I like, you know, you look great today. Just a small compliment goes so far. And I always try to do that, like, in the bathroom at the gym. I'll mm -hmm. be like, you know, your ass looks great in those pants. Like, yeah. I am that girl, always, that mm -hmm. will be, like, cheerleading for other girls because 
you never know how somebody's really feeling on the inside. Yeah. And I know we all fight insecurities with our bodies and how we feel. And even as fitness instructors, we still feel certain types of way about our bodies, especially on certain days. Like certain days we're like, wow, just feel like shit. Yeah. You know. And that's okay. And it's okay. But we just get back up and then be confident. That's like the sexiest thing is really like your confidence and just how you carry yourself makes such a difference. So we call bullshit on thinking that the mom bod isn't the most beautiful thing on this planet. And if you don't feel the same, then ask for help. Talk to us. Call us. Text us. Send us a DM. You know, go on Instagram. Go to our We Call Bullshit page. Buy a new bra. I don't know. (laughs) Reach out to us. If you need a compliment, let's talk because you're not alone. You are not alone. We understand you have insecurities and we want those to go out the window because what you have is amazing and you are beautiful. And I always end end, end every class with always remember you are strong, you are smart, and you are beautiful. And no matter what's going on, every day should be the best day ever. Thank you for calling We Call. Yes, thank you for calling We Call Bullshit. Thank you for listening to We Call Bullshit. That's her customer service voice, okay? That's my, hi. We're always like, hi, this is Marie. Hi, this is Marie. Thanks for calling. <laughs> we'll like, I own a pizzeria. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time on We Call Bullshit. Bye. Bye. <laughs>